Hi, welcome to Stammer Stories. My name is William Lemon and I'm your host and founder of this podcast. In this podcast, we talk about stammering from all, all perspectives. I'll be talking to people who stammer, people who work in the stammering field, and people who have a general interest in the topic. So, so in today's, so in today's ep- episode, I am joined by my first guest who is joining us from the United States. And then her name is Maya, who's also just started a stammering podcast that she'll be talking about from the episode. So Maya, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, William. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> Thank you. So can can you just in, in, introduce yourself and tell the viewers what you do for a living? Sure. So my name is Maya Chuvkov, and I am a stuttering advocate. In my free time, I like to play indoor volleyball and read novels. I read a novel a week, mostly. Wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's it's kind of like my therapy. I just love escaping through stories. So um, that's what I like to do in my free time. I live in San Francisco with my sister, my fiance and my little dog Stuart, who is my baby. <laughs> um, and yeah, ex- I have an exciting kind of new life development. I'm starting a new job soon with this organization called Common Cause. It's a national nonprofit that promotes democracy in the US, and I'll be leading its media and democracy program in California. And yeah, and the goal of that program is to help protect local and ethnic media outlets in communities across the state so they can keep running and keep telling stories about how different policies impact different communities in California. So I'm very excited about it. Wow, that's really cool, and and it sounds like a great way of like just learning how like the lo- local community works as well, and f- from from I guess all, all different aspects. So, mm-hmm. you stammer. So let's talk about your stammer. So when did you realize that you first had a stammer, and then how did you find it at at a young age? Yeah, it was very tough growing up because my my stammer was very prevalent when I was younger. And I think when I first noticed it was in second grade, because that's really when the bullying started. And I also realized it because I would get pulled out of class to attend therapy at school. And I realized that I was the only one getting pulled out of class. So I felt very, you know, isolated and, I and that's when I started to realize that I was different and so so that's when I realized it but then when I asked my parents they said my stutter started when I was around four or five years old. So that's the same so I got diagnosed with mine when I was around three or four they didn't like so I was very delayed saying my first few words and I had that exact same thing that I was take, taken out of school for therapy I think I had therapy once a week for the first 10 years from my life so it was a very intense yeah, aware of the situation 
and, and I knew all my teachers were aware as well. And I'd say that, well, we will sort of talk about this further on, but kids are very direct. Like kids will say, like kids from the UK are very direct. So, but, but I guess it's the same in, from the States when it's like, what's wrong with your voice? Why can't you talk properly? Comments like that. But I guess that's what helped us grow. And with stamp with our stammers, like we have times where where it's tough, but also where times are great and like we never know when we're going to stammer or how badly we're going to stammer either. So there may be a word where you may stammer really badly one time and then one time you may not stammer at all. Do you have that? Yes, I do. And there are certain words that I tend to say a lot. <laughs> and so if I know that I use that word a lot and I tend to stammer through it, I, I'm very good at switching my words right before. And I'm, I'm, I, as I'm opening up more about my stutter to other people who, who stutter and stammer, I tend to hear the same story. People are very People have trained themselves to be masters at substituting words. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, we've got our separate language, like, we've got our own sort of stammer-friendly vocab that we know mm-hmm. is safe. But sometimes it, it doesn't, sometimes it may not work, that new vocab, and it may sound completely different. Or, like, the purpose of what I'm trying to say, like, was talking to one of our, to one of my previous guests, James, from who's Mr. JWW, and he was saying that the exact same thing. And sometimes he was talking about how his words are, are, are very, um, very big. And lots of people are going, "Why, why are you using such big words during your videos?" And to him, it's for his stammer. Like to others, they just think that, but he was just very grand in the way that he was saying how this car drives, and, and it was just really interesting. The more I talk to people, the more people are saying how they've got sort of stammer safety words. So let's talk about a time when you may have struggled with your stammer, but also how you overcame that. Yeah, I think when it, so I know when it comes to my stammer, the biggest thing I've realized I've overcome is my fear of it. So, and my acceptance of it, because I know that my stutter, you know, there isn't a cure for stuttering as far as we know now. And even though there's some times where I'm very fluent, I know that this is something that is part of me. And so now I, I think the biggest thing I've overcome, like I said, is my fear of it and my fear of doing it in public. And now I fully accept my stutter and I unapologetically stutter in public and at work. Um, and now that more people know I stutter through my podcast and with that, just telling more and more people, I... I feel more comfortable not trying to hide it as much, although sometimes I can't help it after years of training myself <laughs> and listening and like listening to my podcast as I'm like editing it and trying to see, you know, the narrative arc and trying to organize it in a certain way. Hearing myself, I notice 
there's certain things that I do to avoid my stutter that I didn't even realize it until listening to it back. So doing this podcast has opened myself up to how ingrained hiding my stutter is in my speech. Yeah. I, like, so I can completely agree what you say, but it's also just shows how much needs to change around the stigma around stammering. Like no one should fear talking like no one should fear speaking because we are we are afraid of how our voice may come across and like i think one of the biggest reasons why i started campaigning about stammering to be spoken about more was to show that it is okay to stammer and like the amount of people who've told me that their life has changed because of their stammer and they can't do certain things because of it but the attitude to be, uh, yeah, I can do it, and and like it's so interesting how you've no- noticed it during doing the editing to your podcast because I've definitely noticed it, like listening back to mine, and I cannot for the life of me listen back to my own voice. I cannot stand my own voice. So when I listen back to it, and I, I, I like I sort of cringe at my own stammer. And do you have that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh it's like the stammer's worst nightmare right <laughs> yeah and like when i've done like certain media like when i've been listening back to like the radio to like record it so i have it on record and i when i listen back to, I, I think oh my i was like, <laughs> I, was like I, I just can't stand just listening back to my own and i once so there was some recording that i did that was and one hour and thirty minutes long, and I hot, and I had cut it down to an hour, and that was so tough because I just kept on having to go back and hearing my voice. And like some people go, "Oh, we all hate hearing our own voice," but I think someone who stands, you're hearing back what sort of you're hearing back what you want to hide. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the more you listen to it, the more you're conscious of other people and their thoughts of it but how how have you found your stammer now in 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 your sort of now you're like working how have you found your stammer in in the workplace yeah when i interviewed for this new job the first time for the first time i disclosed i had a stutter before at the beginning of the interview. And the reason I did that is because I wanted to work at a job that accepted me even with my stutter. Cause sometimes it's easy to hide it during an interview. Cause you don't want that. You don't want that to influence their decision. But I decided that I was going to disclose it because I wanted to work somewhere that they didn't care. I had a stutter. So that was very freeing. And I felt so great during the interview because I knew every time I stuttered, they knew it was because it wasn't because I was nervous or didn't know what I wanted to say. It was because, you know, I, I have this disability. So, um, so that's been great. And I'm excited even more now to be starting a job where they know, you know, they know this part of me and, they're, they want to accommodate it as much as they can. And this is also an, a learning opportunity for them to work with someone that stutters and 
just another opportunity to spread more awareness about it. Oh, that's great. Look, nothing beats a supportive workplace about stammering because I think some people are really scared of going in, in going to work with a stammer because they are they are afraid of how it may portray themselves. Uh, my team are so so supportive for my stammer. Like they like they well they let me promote the podcast. They let me promote like the different things on them, but also they are. Let me host two events for in for International Stamming Wednesday, which is absolutely amazing because of how supportive they are. And they're like, this is great for you because they can see how much it, it lets me grow in confidence. But also they see that things need to change. And like, how can they change their HR process of people with a stammer? Like, how can they make job interviews more, more like, more sort of accommodating for people in the stammer and I've had heard about other people experience where they where they've not got certain jobs because of their stammer like they've told people they want complete fluency and when you think about it no one has complete fluency and you think of that one comment saying that to someone with a stammer will push them back so many steps back because they worked so hard to e even get to that job interview. So that's tough for a lot of people. And do you find that when you're doing like a job interview or situation like that, that your stamina's always at your forefront of your head rather than like you're more focusing about in that situation when you are thinking about the actual situation itself? Yes, although I've gotten a lot better and not letting that get in the way yeah but but i when i find myself stuttering in an interview i even though i want to be accepting of it i do get frustrated especially if it's a short interview because there are a lot of very short interviews or at least that first stage where they just want to get a sense of you and that is so unaccommodating to a person that stutters because it takes us more time to answer questions. Yeah. And so that if I were to give any advice, like obviously there's a lot of advice to give, but that would be the first thing that I would give is give people more time during interviews because that's the worst as, as, of a person that stutters or stammers that they feel rushed, right? Because that that'll make it worse for us. Yeah. Hands down. And I think the worst situation is, well, I find it is making a scene out of us. That was so like finishing our sentence. Finishing our sentence is a no go. Like you are you are treading on, on, on very very bad territory. So if you like finish my sentences or go or, or sort of like encourage, sort of like in like you can do it or like that sort of also makes me stammer more if someone goes oh you can do it and it's like I, I know I'm going to do it but there's I'm not sure when and how long it's going to take but I will get there and so I, I'd love to talk to you about your podcast and, and I'm sure our viewers would love to know more about it so what so what made you want to start it and, and give us a bit of background about what context you'll be covering throughout the podcast. 
The idea started because I really was interested in the casting. So it was more about wanting to experiment with podcasting. And then the idea came after that. And at first I wanted to do a podcast about books because I love books. <laughs> and then my fiance, Kyle, he said, I think you should do it on stuttering. And as soon as he said that it clicked in my head and I realized that is what I should be doing. And I think, be, be, I think the reason I didn't think of it myself is because I always wanted to keep my stuttering to myself for a lot of reasons like judgment and all that. But as soon as I started talking to people, because that idea really made me start opening up about my stutter. And so after I started do doing that and getting all the feedback of, thank you so much for sharing your story. And that really solidified it in my head that I should do a podcast on stuttering because so many people don't understand it. And, um, and it's just, there's a huge community out there and there's so many people out there that are really struggling with their stutter. So if I can help in any way by giving a community like this for people that stutter through my podcast, that's a big goal. So getting into what my podcast is. So it's called Proud Stutter and it's all about, um, you know, being prideful in um, – stuttering and stammering and the goal really is to create a space for everyone in the stuttering community to be fully themselves we all have a very different form of stuttering and there's different stories and it's really all about changing the conversation to be more inclusive because um there is a very surface level understanding of stuttering and when i tell people about my stutter they often say oh like joe biden and, you know, I think it's great that Joe Biden's stutter is an entry point, but things like TV, movies, and the media, they're, you know, the understanding of stuttering is very not the full picture. So we are more than just the butt of people's jokes, which is often how stuttering is portrayed in media and popular culture. We are human beings that just have a different way of speaking. So that podcast is all about slowly conversation at a, one conversation at a time to start changing the conversation around stuttering. Well, it sounds absolutely fantastic. When when I think you've really nailed like what is wrong with like the stammering stigma, and I think definitely over here in 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 the UK, like it's sort of a, a one of those subjects that has been stereotypicalized. And when you see someone on like a film or a TV, it's either someone with a it's someone with a very, very severe stammer and not someone with a mild stammer like ours, or like they've not covered all what well I guess different aspects of, of the subject. And I think but also there's a stat that a UK-based charity did a YouGov report, and it's it came back with 
27% of Brits between 16 and 24 year olds think it's okay to make some make fun of someone with a stammer, which is scary of how big that percentage is, but it's also scarily believable at the same time. And so as you're from the States, and we spoke about this before we started recording, how the UK now has quite, quite a big, strong stammering community. Like, you know, there's lot, like, we've got lots of resources, and, and you feel like you can post on Twitter or Instagram saying, I am struggling with my stammer. Who can support me in this situation? And like, you're guaranteed to get so many responses back saying, oh, let, let's have a chat, or like, there's so many speech and language therapists who want to help. So what's the stammering community like in, in the US, but also, like, how, how how simple would it be for parents to access like speech and language therapy for their children? I am not very aware of the resources. I've just started looking myself. I know when my mom tried to get me therapy, there was a lot of options. A lot of it was a lot of the good there ended up getting was private. So that was very expensive. It's not always accessible for families to be able to afford that type of therapy. Um, but the more I've been researching the different communities, there there is a community out there. It's just not as public um, unless you re try really hard to find it. Um, I think there needs to be way more um, organizations and resources out there that help those with a, um, a stutter because sometimes the parents don't have it, you know, that they don't have the time or maybe the energy to really go out and find those resources. So having it be more accessible to kids to want to do it themselves or young adults. I think there's a huge gap because when I was growing up, I never, I didn't meet another person that stuttered until college, which I think really? is very sad. Um, I felt isolated. Uh -huh. Yeah. So just recently I started joining different communities online um, there's a group woman who stammer that I've recently joined and it has been the most positive and uplifting experience because I've, I'm, I'm now connected with women who stammer from the UK and South Africa to the States. So, um, I think, I mean, I'm not a parent, so I don't, I, I don't really know about the, how accessible the resources are from that point of view but as someone who stutters and wants to find resources I am finding that there's a bigger supportive community in the UK than there is in the US but maybe I'm just not aware of, of all of them wow and like it's it's well it's just fascinating for me to hear because like when I've been doing like my research on like the UK's dummy community and when I reached out to social media for guests for my podcast which is when you reached out to me and I was 
not shocked but surprised by how many people reached out to me and it just shows that the power of social media and like how big that community is and I think that there's always a community out there when if you need one like there's never a community you're you are never alone in in a whatever situation like you'll always be able to find a find a community and like it's really interesting from from like a media perspective like you don't really see like any media coverage around stammering unless it's around biden's stammer and like you don't hear like everyday stories which is what i'm trying to do over here in trying to show that that everyday people stammer and it's not something that you should laugh about but also it is a really interesting subject as well so how would you say so from the last few months like we've all struggled from the pandemic and like we've had different lockdown situations but how has your stammer been in not throughout the pandemic in the beginning, it was very difficult. I was starting a new job during the beginning of the pandemic. I had recently moved. And I think all those changes really impacted my stutter. I had a bunch of rough patches in the beginning. Um, but it was also positive as well because I got to use the chat function a lot more and write down my thoughts more instead of feeling the pressure to always verbalize it. So I was glad that that form of contributing was really welcomed in my job. And yeah, so I think, yeah, it was um, overall, you know, it was a struggle. And I think I'm now starting to get used to communicating online versus in person so it's just different <laughs> yeah and like i i found it tough because the office that i'm basing like my stammer's better when i've been so socializing the whole day when i'm with people because i'm always talking however working from home i, I noticed that i was stammering on words that i wasn't stammering on before and the reason why i'm stammering so much today which is quite rare through, from a podcast recording is I've, I've been working from home and, and I think I've only had one or two calls today so I've not really been speaking as much so it's really interesting when you can tell a day that I've had when I've been talking to lots of people and also a day when I haven't been talking to people just shows how different how your how like your voice needs warming up for your stammer to be more fluent or do you have that when such when in certain situations you're more when you're being surrounded by more people your stammer's better or, or do you feel like your stammer's worse when you're with more people hmm I never really thought of it like that I can't really say for sure I think my stammer has a lot to do with my where I am mentally um, and, you know, if I got enough sleep the night before, I've realized that my stutter definitely, if I don't get enough sleep, it's worse. So, but I, I'm not as, I wish I was better at 
knowing my stutter more and how it works because it seems like the more I talk to other people that stutter, they're very aware of like specifically like their stutter and like during certain situations. And I think that's great, but I am not as tuned in (laughs) to that stuff. And it might just be because I am not as, I'm not thinking about it as much, I think, as other people are. I'm not sure, though. I I, I don't want to put that out there because I'm not sure. But I think, and I've talked to a lot of women about this, and they said that, because I've articulated this, and they said that it's because they think that I am just not thinking about it as much as they are. Yeah, wow. (laughs) So this is a question that I ask my guests and then I don't give you pre-warning. When you think of someone famous who stammers, who do you think of? I I immediately think of James Earl Jones, who the reason I, yeah, the reason I think about him is just, I just um, watched a video about him. So that's why it's top of mind. But yeah, it's him. Oh, hello. We, we've had so many variations. And like, it's just so interesting <laughs> to hear who people would think of. And I, I think, think, think of you guys. I've gone, can't name someone famous with a stammer. But there's so many people like Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe, Stormzy. They they stammered and, and no, you just wouldn't know that they that they stammered. So to round up the episode, Maya, got got a final question for you. So if you could give three pieces of advice to someone who stammers, and three pieces of advice to someone who doesn't stammer, what what would they be? So for the people that stammer, I would give the advice that. You're not alone, and I would really tap, try to tap into a community, whether it's online or you know locally. Even if you don't want to talk, but just to be around people that are like you, I think it would would really be helpful, um, especially for people maybe that don't know anyone else that stutters or feels alone in that experience. Just even just sitting and listening to people, you don't necessarily have to talk. It's just a very, it, it warms, it warms my heart and I hope it, it warms yours if you choose to do that. And then for people that don't stutter or stammer, I think my piece of advice is just to seek out stories of, of people who stutter because I think that's the best way to understand it. Um, as someone who is more covert and my stutter doesn't consistently pop up, I have arranged my life around f- fluency and we covert stutters expect to function normally in a society that is not built for us. So I think the more people are open to listening to different stuttering stories, I think that will really help um, make the world's a better place for all of us who stammer. Wow, they are absolutely fantastic. And and the great thing with this podcast is 
yeah, it's just hearing different people's what the advice that they want to give. So Maya, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure to, to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, William. That's great. So thank you so much for, for listening to the to the episode with Maya. As, and as I mentioned before, we've got some really exciting guests coming on and I can't wait to see the podcast grow. So it would be great. So if you could follow us on Instagram and Twitter where we post all our exciting updates and facts. See you next time in two weeks and make sure to listen out for Maya's podcast when it launch, when it launches. So thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm.